Hello, and welcome to the Tavern Chat Podcast. I am your host, Eric Tenkar, your bartender in the OSR, your main proprietor, at the Tenkar's Tavern blog. Today is going to be a follow-up to a prior episode. Uh, two episodes prior, which I think we'll put it 124. So this would be 126, unless I'm totally fucking wrong. And I asked about henchmen and hirelings and asked for opinions on such. I mean, I don't use them much uh, in my campaigns, but generally speaking, I usually have five, six, seven players, and I find that henchmen will just muddy the waters a bit. That's my opinion. We've got two voicemails to listen to, and I've got two fairly detailed responses that were left on the blog post that went along with this. I think we will uh, listen to the voicemails first, and then I will and I'll respond to each voicemail, obviously, because that's the kind of guy I am. And uh, then we will deal with the voicemails, and I will... Not the voicemails. Sorry. Then we will deal with the uh, comments from the blog, and I will address those too. All right. Now on to the first voicemail. I do believe it is Glenn Hastrom. Take it away, Glenn. Hi, Eric. Old Man Grognard here. And as far as Hinchin and Hirelings go, if the game is short, like say there's only two players, I let them have Hinchman and Hirelings. If to fill, not to fill out, just to fill out the party, but just, you know, once in a while they need people to carry stuff and such. As far as stats go, I hate it, but I do have a PDF. I went through a while ago through Basic D&D and went through the entire B-series looking for in the back where it says, here's some characters and stats and tables to have characters just ready to go. And I compiled all of those. And those are what I use for henchmen and hirelings. I've also got the Green Dragon in if I really need that too. So... Me, it's more like, oh, I got to come up with stats and I got to play some play some characters. No, I don't play them. I let them play them. Anyway, keep it up, and I will talk to you later. Bye bye. Glenn, you're a lot like me in that. Yes, henchmen kind of fit in uh, if your party is short, but if you have a full party, if you have a full amount of players, it kind of squeezes things a bit if you have henchmen. That's just my thought. But now going through old modules and taking out the uh I guess the pregens. Well a lot of the early adventures were written as tournament adventures and came with the pregens that were originally used at Gen Con or whatever, neatly tucked into the back. And using them as inspiration for your henchmen can make your job a lot easier when it comes to creating them. You know, uh, personally, me, I would also cheat. I, I would use the, uh, what is it, the uh, from Purple Sorcerer, the DCC character creator. It's online. It's, it's an app that you can even use on your phone. And even though it's for DCC, gives you the stat, gives you probably you know your basic class and you, you can go from there. So 
But now, uh, that's, a, that's a good idea to to farm your old adventures, your old modules for uh, even just NPCs. I mean, you're here using it for, for henchmen, but even if you need an NPC real quick, it's a great way, it's a great resource to have. All right, moving on to Tim Shorts. Hey, Eric, Tim Shorts, Gothage Manor. Uh, the current campaign I'm I'm running right now Everybody has henchmen or hirelings of some sort. It's uh, really the first time I've kind of done that. Um, like when with me running one. Just because the the world that they're going to be in is pretty volatile, you know, pretty dangerous and volatile. Uh, and also it's a cash cow. So there's a lot of people up there looking to make some money and get connected with some sort of adventurers that are going to make some money. So it's been proven, you know, so a lot of people are up there to prove themselves. I forget about henchmen and hirelings too. I try to keep a roster in front of me of which character belongs to which, but I have them. Basically, I give the responsibility to the players to keep the henchmen involved. So that's kind of how I do it. So, all right, Eric, keep keep going, bud. Bye. Yeah, Tim, I, I wholeheartedly agree in putting the weight of running the henchmen onto your players. Uh, I, I certainly, I, for you to have to add your henchmen uh, on top of the NPCs you're already running and the adversaries in the game itself, no, that's, that's a lot of work. Yeah. And, and you would hope that they would play the character as, whatever that personality is, if they even have a personality. I, I do understand that a lot of times henchmen, I mean, hirelings are, are like your, your red shirts in uh, Star Trek. Uh, hirelings are like recurring characters that aren't the primary characters in, a, in some kind of drama. Uh, but they're important. And they should have, uh, in my opinion, a stick or a personality uh, character trait that is unique to each of them to you know make them stand out a little bit. But that's just me. All right, now we're gonna go on to emails. Uh, well, not trying to emails. Durr, durr, durr. <sighs> Too early in the morning for me. We're gonna go on to comments from the blog from Goblin Town. As far as henchmen and hirelings go, I haven't had a player be interested in them since second edition was new. That's pretty much where I've been. I will uh, talk about the one time we changed things up recently. Well, last couple, excuse me, last couple of years. What they have been interested in, though, is NPCs that are their level, pretty equal in power, have at least a little story to them, and motivation outlook to them, and are just an extra character or two. Being NPCs, lazy players will try to push them off on the DM to create and run. The times I have acquiesced to this, I have made sure to give them hidden agendas, obligations, issues that could cause problems for the party or put them in precarious situations. These days, I tend not to do that as I've seen the DM's character become too much of a thing and become either a generic heel bot or far worse, master masturbatory DMing where all threats are handled by the DM's character. Yeah, I, I've seen that too. It is 
Uh, it is given hand picked magic constantly, and the party pretty much gets in trouble for it to show off so they can they can swoon. Alas, sadly, for the past many years, the day of the henchman hireling has passed. I, for one, would love to see it return. Yeah, that is a hard thing, man. I I've, I know in my earlier gaming, there were a lot of uh, DM PCs, especially when we rotated who was DMing. And, yeah, it never was good. It It never felt right. So, yeah. Bad memories. All right. From MP. 3.5 edition DM here. The only time my players have retained any long-term hirelings is when they acquired a small castle and brought in some mercenaries as guards. I hand-waved the logistics of it by saying that each guy was also competent at something else. One of them was a decent enough blacksmith to keep their gear in shape. One was a decent enough cook to keep them all fed, and so on. The land around the castle is mostly civilized, so guarding it was an easy gig, and thus none of the mercenaries complained about having to pull double duty. If it had been an untamed wilderness and constantly under attack, that would have been a different story. Save the PC some money by not having to hire support staff, and save me some headache by not having to research what support staff a castle required. Yeah, I remember trying to figure it out back in the day, and it was uh, a game unto itself. Outside of that, they've only ever hired specialists for specific one-time jobs, like having a sage track down some obscure lore. Although 3E and 3.5E include costs and vague guidelines for hirelings, those rules seem mostly vestigial, and PCs are expected to be self-sufficient. Also, PCs no longer gain followers automatically at high level. They must opt into that by taking the leadership feat. So far, none of my players ever have. I don't know if the phasing out of hirelings is a result of the rules no longer spotlighting them, or if the rules no longer spotlight them because most people didn't use them anyway. Most of my players are older than myself, and they say they never bothered with that stuff in 2E either. Yeah, it's an interesting uh, you know, thing. Uh, has the game, in a large part, gone past the need of hirelings and henchmen or are PCs self-sufficient? Uh, have we gone away from adventures that aren't balanced for a party of PCs of the same level and they need the extra firepower that henchmen or hirelings bring along? Have we gone away from uh, sandbox campaigns? And we talk about sandbox campaigns, but when you really think about it, if you're doing an actual sandbox campaign, you probably do need a retinue of, of of the characters to go along with the players' characters. They need support staff. They need, need a little wagon train. So, how do you handle that? Now, as a quick aside, the last time I did Henchmen, uh, and I don't even know if we actually did anything with it, is to uh, get the players attached to or involved with the henchmen, I used the funnel, basically. And the survivors of the funnel were the potential henchmen that the party could recruit. And I did that as a one-off because we, only, we were short that day. I think we only had three players. 
And this allowed me to run a funnel. I did it with Swords and Wizardry, not with DCC. That was one of the DCC funnels. I forget which one. And uh, it was fine. Again, the survivors were the potential henchmen. I don't know if anybody ever got a henchman. Usually in, in my games, if the party picks up a henchman or a hireling type, it's usually a prisoner that, uh, you know, went from the dark side to the side of light, or at least appreciated the fact that they weren't killed. And so the gob- the, 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 the runaway goblin you know, became the uh, magic user's apprentice at one point. So, but that's more story involved than it is just the sake of having a henchman. All right, well, those are the thoughts on that. That was a great follow-up, uh, great commentary uh, by the, the uh, Tavern's Peanut Gallery. Thank you all. Really do appreciate it. Yeah, it's not really a peanut gallery, but Taverners are always good for good comments and good feedback. I right, thank you. All right, folks. Be safe. God bless. Roll your dice well. Uh, three days to ShireCon as I record this. So if you were going to ShireCon, I will see you there. Search me out. And I will talk with you all tomorrow.